So yeah, no, I was sharing with you my journey. Yeah. How I came to you in Bhagavan. Um, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy path. I don't know how it works, this universe, but, um, you know, a year ago when uh, Rayanne passed at 22, at November in 21, uh, just before the holidays, um, I was in shock. You know, it was a total, my, my world, the, the me world, the ego world had built this world, what I thought was reality. And all of a sudden it's gone. You know, it's just, yeah. it's wiped out. I mean, it was a glass shell that was just broken. And I was a broken hearted man. You know, I, I lost my love, my, my soulmate, my, 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 see how I'm using my, my, my. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, oh, it's so hard. Right. So, so yeah. I went in this little journey. It took me 60 days or so. And I started reading universe star books and, and then I, and then I was clicking through YouTube and I got a hold of the um, Vedanta Society in New York, you know, uh, Swami, right. yes. um, I can never say his name. Sava Priyananda. Yes. So I got hooked on him. I really enjoyed him. He's a good yeah. lecturer. He's a good yes. articulate. And it was new for me, uh, Hindu philosophy, Vedanta, non-dualism. I didn't even understand. I didn't even know what non-dualism was. I mean, we're talking a very, very <laughs> blinded guy here, right? Right. And all of a sudden I'm, attracted to the Vedanta path, non-dualism and the waking state, the dream state, the deep state. I started learning Satchitananda. I started picking up more Sanskrit words through Swami because I was listening to him every night. I had a little journal. And then one night, I don't know when it was, it was maybe six months ago, I got you popped up on my little video thing. And I go, who's this crazy guy with the beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to click him. And I don't know what happened. You caught me with the word ego. And you were the first, whatever, teacher that really drilled on the ego. All the other teachers were talking about the four paths, bhakti, karma, yoga, you know, dhyana, the path of knowledge. And, <laughs> and this and it's all intellectual. It's all good. But you hit that ego, and then it, there was a verse you read, or I don't remember, and how you annihilate e ego rises, and this whole nature of ego is to do, to fake me out, you know, to create this, this dual, this false awareness, right? And it's constantly there, deceiving me. And, and then the path to annihilate that is self-inquiry. Who am I? Non-yard, right? Where you yeah. taught me, right? Non Anyways, so that woke me up. You... Thank you. Well, it's, it's not me. I'm I, <laughs> I'm innocent. It's Bhagavan. <laughs> He's I don't know how party. this happened. You got to remember, this is a this is a Westerner from the West Coast, Seattle. Mm. I mean, I'm I knew nothing, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm looking at your mountain, Aranananchala. I can never say it. Yes. <laughs> um, in the background there, and here I am. I'm and I'm just really deep, and I just want to say thank you so much for everything. Well, all thanks are due to Bhagavan only, because it is Bhagavan that is, Bhagavan is the master doctor. If you go to a second or third rate doctor, they'll treat your symptoms. And they may alleviate your symptoms to some extent, but Bhagavan isn't interested in the symptoms. He's interested in what is the root cause of all the problem. And he correctly diagnosed the root cause is ego. Mm. Annihilate ego and all problems are solved. Very, it's and not totally only did agree. he not only did he identify the cause of the disease, 
uh, he also understood the nature of that cause. Mm. And by explaining to us the nature of the cause, he also explained the means to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. well, without video... understanding its nature, we, we won't know how to get rid of it. And yeah, the nature of ego. And I know that I've studied this a lot. I loved your video that you just uploaded four days ago. I think it was in the UK. I emailed it to you. Yeah. The one that you talked, it was verse 19. Yes, yes. On, oh my God, that is a power packed um, session or that verse. Yes. That, that verse is power packed because I, I don't want to, I can't even begin to summarize because I have to yeah. listen to it like 50 times. But what you just said, the nature, how, I visualize ego, how he rises, he rises, he rises up. And then he's kind of like a fan. He, he, he gets a piece of the real awareness. He, he get, grabs my shit. He grabs the chit. And then, as you said, he, he associates that real self. But then he goes out and he grabs, he grasps this body, this, yeah. this mind. Yeah. And then he creates this. Uh, I'm trying to word it so I can understand it. So his whole purpose, this ego, is rises, he st rises, stands, and I forgot the three things you said. And then he grabs his name and form, and this creates this false body-mind identification. This whole, and my five sensor organs, everything I look out and see, the ego's constantly grabbing and and holding on, and then and then the thoughts, feelings, emotions that are going on in my mind, he's grabbing and he builds stories, right? This is correct, yeah, right? Exactly, that's the name, that's exactly. how he operates. This is yeah. his operation, that's yeah. his modem. Yeah. So now I know it intellectually in the mind, the booty, the booty, the booty, yeah. the intellect. I get it, I think. I think I got it. Problem is okay. I'm in it and all of a sudden a memory will come from my son or a problem will come up from my business or whatever, you know, the many things that we all yeah, suffer yeah, from yeah. and the ego grabs it and then makes a story and says, Oh, you feel terrible. You feel sad. You're angry. You're this or whatever it is. And we suffer. The suffering yeah. is terrible. So then you teach me, okay. Bhagavan says, when these thoughts arise, to whom do they arise? Um, you know, ask or inquire, inquiry to whom do they serve me then you go who am i and then you keep saying that's not enough just to ask questions you always say this <laughs> you go it's an investigation and this is where i have a little breakdown like maybe you can clarify that and right and then surrender was another keyword i wanted to touch base with you because i think in right. your video surrender uh, i had no god in my life i had no religion really you know and i i don't understand uh Again, to me, it's almost dualistic to pray to an op to another being, a being to help you get out of this suffering, but then yeah. to get the non-duality. So I get a little confused on the prayer, you know, and God yeah. and love, and then how we can tie that together with self-inquiry. So I want to end, look, man, my desire, my real desire is to really end this suffering and to end this ego. I mean, I don't know if I can get it in this lifetime birth and rebirth. I mean, there's so many concepts and so many discussions, Michael. It's, but I've learned a lot here in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> thanks to you. And I mean, I'm doing two hours a day. It's nonstop. Oh, I've got your book, by the way, the, uh, uh, I bought it the other day, the, uh, the, uh, the happiness, the happiness, the art of being, you know, being. yeah, the, ha the art of being, it's a great book, the green mm. book. I love it. It's big.
And another book I would recommend is coming out very soon. In maybe it's come out already or within the next few days, is yeah. the, pa the Path of Sri Ramana by Sadhuam. Oh wow, you gotta spell that for me or, or send it to me to me. The path, the path, oh, the path of Sri Ramana. Oh, Sri Ramana. I think I saw that on uh one of your videos, and I went over there. One of the guys were asking, when's it coming out? And you said, now. And I yes. went to Amazon, The Path of Sri Ramana. Yes. Okay. That that will be out uh, within a few days. I, I mean, it's very nearly ready. It will appear on Amazon. That is um, that is the best book. To, uh, I mean, it's both a very good introduction, and okay. also it's very deep. Oh, great. This is okay. a, the one that's coming out now is a, a new edition. It's a completely revised translation and a more okay. complete than any of the other previous, because it's originally a book written in Tamil. Yes, that's another topic we can talk about later on. Your, the Tamil versus Sanskrit, and then you have all the three breakdowns, how you do the transliterations and how... Yeah. And Tamils, I thought I was getting picking up some words in Sanskrit. And then when I got with you, all of a sudden you're throwing all these Tamil words at me. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense. You know, you got to learn languages. Yeah. And I just want to say, look, man, I just want to kill ego. That's my only thing, man. I just want well, yes. to well, get, everything, get everything else is only for that. That we always have to keep this the aim in mind. We are not here to learn new languages. We're not here to learn yeah. philosophy or anything. Yeah. All, all these are useful insofar as they help us to understand the means by which we can destroy this ego. Sonia, and then we have on, to put it into practice. Practice is I see. important. Yes, yes, yes. The practice. And, you know, I'm 65. I'm going to be 66 this year. And it's, you know, even in the womb, I think for nine months, so 65 and nine months years, mm. I have been attached to this mind and body and it's mm. a bad habit. Yeah. I just, it's just, the, you can pull the chair up, sweetie, okay. pull, pull it up. My wife's going to join you. Okay. She's my little yogi. She's my <laughs> sweetheart. He, her, right. Since Ryan's passing, he, she and I have been on a spiritual journey right. and she came from um, Islamic countries, you know, the Tunisia oh, right. is Muslim and right. Tunisia. And yet it's so funny. She's now as addicted as I am on the path of Bhagavan. Right. <laughs> He's right here. This is Michael. Okay. Get, get in there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Because we're, Bhagavan, we're... Bhagavan is beyond all religions. Yes. He's what is common to all religions. Yeah, I know. Then um, when when... So before I go say something, I wanna I wanna make a, say something what what Billy he just said. Yes. So Billy he 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 just said since I wasn't the wound, mm. and so so what he just said he now conformed for himself. How hard is that? And it's something bigger than him that he cannot pass. He cannot defeat. So. I think sometimes I tell him, don't talk like that because those statements, they're going to chain you down. That's, yes. uh, that statement is going to chain you down big time. So, so um, try to hear what you're, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. She's right. My word choice. 
yeah. listen, you know, there's a yeah. lot of negativity in word choice. You talk about the, the tongue, right? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so yeah, that was the old statement. I mean, I don't, you don't have to, if you, 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 these thoughts on that statement come in your mind, you ask yourself, how true is it? You know, yeah. is it really true? Or let's say it's a true hundred percent. Okay. Now leave it, let drop it. So I think um, uh, the, you know, the ego, the thought, um, it's uh, as long, it's like a breath. It's always as long we breathe, it's gonna mm. be there. So uh, is it who's who's in control? Are we in control or is it in control? So the um, one of the things gonna really to help to control is to be silent, quiet, and yes. that give you the chance to. Uh, so at least you know where you are, so you yeah. can do yourself. Yes. And to investigate, it's really, it's very, very helpful. Just I want you to know. So it's very, very helpful, you know? Yes. Um, you yeah. know, it was, uh, it was, huh? yeah. mm. it was very hard for, I mean, still hard because, um, um, I could I could not I couldn't sleep at all in the beginning. There is no way for me to sleep. Mm. And um, now I do sleep. You know, maybe I will sleep one hour, two hours in a row, all, all night long. It's still the same. Um, but I, I I do I do have to function. So now that brings uh, to my next uh, question. Um, I don't know, they're all related. So my question is this, um, who decide who stays and who goes? Bhagavan or God, whatever you want to say. Bhagavan, yeah. it's Bhagavan and God are one and the same. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, whatever we experience in this life, how long yeah. we are to live, what type of path we have through this life, when our life is going to end, all these type of things, these are all um, the result of our past past karmas. But it's not just a random selection of the fruits of the past karmas. In every life, we are doing so many actions by mind, speech, and body, driven by our vasanas, by our inclinations, our likes, dislikes, desires, attachments, and so on. These actions that we don't do under the sway of these vasanas are what are called, if you don't mind me using a few technical terms, because it just makes it a little easier. Yeah, that no is problem. Called, that is called agamya. That oh, is yeah. the actual yeah. actions we do. Mm -hmm. the, the fruit of the agamya, that every action has a fruit. That fruit is not determined by us. It's determined by God. God knows what is the appropriate fruit for each action. For bad actions, they're bad fruit. Yeah. Good actions, good fruit. But he knows what is appropriate. But both fruit, as soon as we've done the action, the fruit is out of our hand. We have no control over the fruit. It's like if you shoot an arrow. Before you shoot the arrow, you can try and aim it as carefully as you can. Once you yeah. shot the arrow, it's out of your control. So once we've done the action, the fruit is out of our control. It's entirely in God's hands. 
the fruit of the actions we do is stored. And that store of the fruit of past actions that we haven't yet experienced, that store is called Sanchitta, which is simply a Sanskrit uh, word that means a heap or pile. From that store, God selects which fruit will be most conducive to our spiritual development. Those fruit he selects for each life, what we are to undergo, what we are to experience in each life, that is uh, the fruit of our past actions as selected for us by God. And so the, the, the destiny or the fate it is um, it is tailor made to suit our present state of spiritual development. So in everyone's life, there's a mixture of pleasure and pain. No one has an entirely pleasant life. No one has an entirely painful life. In to a greater or lesser extent, we're all experiencing pleasure and pain. Every experience that is given to us is given to us for a purpose. We cannot understand how this particular thing is going to help me spiritually, but it's all God or Bhagavan is all knowing. He knows what is the what will be the most conducive experiences to lead us further along the path. And regarding the length of our life, for us, because we take this body to be ourself, and because we take the bodies of our loved ones to be our loved ones, for us, this life, this bodily life, is very precious. But for God, this is a very trivial thing. It is, as in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, when a shirt becomes worn out, you take off the old shirt and you put on a new shirt. Just like that, when the the body is with us, as long as it's meant to be with us, when its time comes, we discard that, and we uh, we get a new shirt, a new body. So, um, we we all go through um, suffering in this life. We all uh, experience bereavement. We lose our loved ones. Sometimes they may live to a good old age. Sometimes they may die um, young. It it and it's painful losing anyone you love. I mean, most painful of all, losing a child. That is uh, unimaginable. But, but we, we it, not only our children, when we lose our friends, when we lose our parents, when uh, we all undergo varying degrees of pain when we lose our loved ones. We haven't actually... They are not actually lost because it's yeah. their, their, they continue their journey. <clears throat> Just And who knows, they may be... They may be coming our life in a different form. I mean, we, we can't say, but each of us have a journey to follow. So when one life comes to an end, and another thing, like that um, you, you, uh, saying of Rumi, which you put on your son's... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very beautiful. This, this is, life is just a dream. Yeah, it but is so a dream. As long yeah. as we're dreaming, the dream always seems real so long as we're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree everything you, you said, you know, it's amazing when, uh, I mean, uh, English is the third language I learn in school. Right. So basically, I learn uh, for my generation, French is first language, and then Arabic, and then English. Well, every, I was uh, since I was a very young age, I don't remember 
I think I was in um, um, elementary school, first grade maybe. Um, I remember asking a lot of questions, you know, even the religion as Islam, they teach me, I just don't, I didn't just take it like that. Also, mm. I did work with the airline for 12 years and I have been in um, Sri Lanka, Bombay, Karachi, New Delhi, uh, Bangladesh, I mean, you name it. And I've been on those temple. Uh, I've been exposed to that as a very, very young age, but I, the, the mentality and for my way of thinking is different. And um, as the as I, re I read the Bible, I read the Quran, there is a lot of version in the Quran. They explain it to me. The way they explain it to me did not make sense to me. And then when I hear Bhagavan, that is the right explanation, exactly yes. the right explanation. Yes. I am not here. I am not here to uh, to um, to change people or something. But yeah, and that that's emphasized my 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 belief, you know. Uh, so I grew up, um, you know, um, growing up with this three language. Mm. I lived in Paris, and um, uh, also I use I the dreams. I believed a lot in dreams. I went to places when, and uh, I remember the last one. They told me all the same. It was in Sri Lanka and Colombo. They told me this is my first time on Earth, my existence on Earth, and. Um, and you know, I'm gonna get married, I'm, I'm gonna have kids, and what one of my, the member of my family, they're gonna be from my family from somewhere, the space. I forgot what they told me. I I I was not I, I was not married yet, and um, I got married old, 31 years old for my genius, which is really old. So yeah. that idea completely won. So going back to that, so um just I want you to have just an idea to give yeah. you a little bit of yeah. my thing. But my thinking is changing. I nothing is absolute. And yeah. even whatever is your religion, I mean, if you're my religion or the religion or you read Islam or you're Muslim, it's not that God, he tells you, it's not absolute. And in his book, he talks about all believer, all religion, all of them. If you read the Quran, you have to learn about those people. Yeah. So it's not only about him. And yeah. also what you just said, what you just said. It's it's um, um um and I know there is a version of the Quran. It's very powerful. Everybody misunderstood it, um, and exactly what you said. You know, he chose the best for us. He chose yes. the best for us. So so once we believe that, yeah. And I am very, you know, that does make more sense to me because yes. something I heard it many many times, yes. and with my experience in my life, proved that to me. Yeah. Because I don't think anything just happening like that because I, I can see every day the roots of any plant never make a mistake and go up. They always go down. So yes, there is yes, an yes. intelligence. It's not just a coincidence. If something, yes. I mean, if you throw, you take a paper I, at work, I take a paper, I try to throw it in the trash. I don't, many times I miss. Yes. So if the, if the tree, one time one tree is going to miss and the roots going to go up instead of going down, but you yeah. never seen that. And so I do believe because there is a version in the Quran said, um, and you did remind me for that because they use the word, you see, it's like when you see when you, you, you desire, you, you point for something and you hit it because something, for example, I could think, for example, I did. Uh, uh, I desire to send you a gift. Yes. 
box, but it got lost. So it does yeah. not reach you. So yeah. if it does reach you, he's, God, he said, if it does reach you, it's good for you. Because yeah. most of the time, if something happened in your life, oh my God, why this, why this happening? For, what is happening to me? Yes. So I learn the word happening to me fits the ego, make you feel miserable. So also I tell Billy, see those sentence on the word you use. How does that make you feel? Yes. How that make you feel? If does not, you know, how does make you feel? That will be the key. So I was being careful for using that, and um, and I already actually started that um, maybe like um, before my son passed away, like before two years my son passed away. Yeah. So he passed away twenty twenty one, and before that I was start changing my thinking. I was not only doing anything like a Quran Islam. I'm already going out, you yes. know, and searching yeah. out. And um and I felt and I, I was like doing really good, you know. I figured yes. out whatever is God He chose for us. I have to see that. Yes. Choose my words and stuff like that. And boom, I got hit really hard, you know. My my uh, Ryan, my son, we chooses his name. We mm. spelled it different. Has you know, and um, and then and that happened. So it really crushed us, you know, and um. And then uh, I start to remind myself, you know, uh, I was doing investigating, you know. Yes. I did not know that I was doing investigating. And I, I, I said, this is, has a purpose. And then um, I could, I could I, you know, I could, I could not see the purpose. And then I learned at the same time, when you say, I cannot see, I cannot understand. When you cannot see and you're looking for the purpose is for something that you don't have yes so i changed the, i don't want to be looking for something because i already have it yes yes it's already within yes. me so i start talking like that changing like that i can have a my day can be okay but some days i go really get hit i mean it's just when i wake up i, I don't want to take medication i yeah. i got depression before and I took medication. I don't want to take medication because it's a message. So, so, so God, God, He's sending us a message every day. You know, I tell yeah. myself, did I did I check my, the text messages from God today? Did I, mm. am I aware about the messages He's sending me today? Yeah. But uh, so some days really hits me, and it's been hitting me a lot. I I actually I wake up very sad, and um. So I just allow those feelings to exist because I have this body to experience this feeling yes. if I don't have. But but I want to know, uh, maybe you can help us. Mm. Um, probably it could be the way of us thinking or talking or doing to, to continue, you know, we want to yes. continue on this path, yes. you know. So we need your help. You help us to continue on this path. Yes. to achieve the peace yes and yes. and 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 i always remind myself you know uh this this, this is happening for me and the, i mean i tell billy imagine if nothing happened we're going to be our son get married or he doesn't get married we get old and we die we just we we just lost a life yes yes you know so this is this is this is changing our path so you maybe you can help us 
to see and achieve and or practice some kind of more kind of peace. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, uh, firstly, uh, uh, Bill, you you um, you said you want to know what is investigation. You yeah. wanted to understand that more clearly. That is, we all the one thing we always know is our own being. I am. We we know our being. We know our existence. I am in waking. We know it in dream, and we know it in sleep. That that is, though we generally take sleep to be a state of non-awareness. Sleep is a state in which we are not aware of anything other than ourselves, but we are aware of our own existence in sleep. Because if we were not aware of our existence in sleep, we could not be aware of having been in a state in which we were not aware of anything. Supposing we 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 were completely yeah. non-aware in sleep, they sleep there would be no gap between. Um, uh, between falling asleep and waking up, it would seem to us just to be a con continuity. So all we will be aware of would be two states in our life, waking and dream, alternating. Mm -hmm. it's, some people say, oh, but you, you, when you wake up, you see the clock and you see eight hours have passed. It's not because of that. Even if we had no clock, we are still aware that for some time every day, we're in a state in which we are not aware of anything. That is our experience. In order to experience, we must exist there, we must be aware there. So we are aware I am in all the three states. The difference between sleep and waking and dream is in sleep, we are aware only I am. We're not aware of anything else whatsoever. In waking and dream, we are aware I am, but we are not just aware I am. First and foremost, we're aware uh, that after I am, the next thing we're aware of is I am this. I am this person. I am Bill. I am Michael. I am whoever. Well, th this identification is there. Because we're aware of ourselves as this person, we are not aware of ourselves as we actually are. Because this person we take ourselves to be, this body and mind and everything, if this were actually ourself, we couldn't be aware of ourselves without being aware of these. But in sleep, we're aware of ourselves without being aware of body or mind or anything. So yeah. this is a false identification. And only when we experience ourselves as I am this body, are we consequently aware of other things? When we are not aware of ourselves in, as I am this body, we're aware of nothing other than our own being. Deep yeah. Sleep, yeah. Whenever we're aware of ourselves as I am this body, we're aware of other things. That's true. Yeah. Yes, yes. So the two defining characteristics of ego are firstly, as ego, we are always aware of ourselves as I am this body. And secondly, we are consequently aware of other things. These are the two defining characteristics of ego. So in sleep, where, where ego subsides, we cease to be aware of ourselves as I am this body, and consequently we cease to be aware of anything else. Yeah. So what Bhagavan says is, um, there are three very crucial verses in Uludunapadu. 
if we understand these three verses, these are the very heart of Bhagavan's teaching. This is the key to understanding Bhagavan's teachings. That's verses 24, 25, and 26. 23 is a little bit on the same on the same theme, but it, it, that's not the essential. These are the three essential verses. What he says in verse 24 is this uh, insentient body does not say I. What he means by say I, that's a metaphorical way of saying it's not aware of itself as I. Why is it not aware of itself as I? Because it's insentient. It has no awareness of its own. And when he talks about body here, he, what he means by the body is not just the physical form. He means all the five she's. Because uh, in an earlier verse, in verse five, he says, uh, the body is a form of five sheaves. Therefore, all five are included in the term body. So when he's in, in this verse 24, when he talks about the body being uh, jada, being insentient, non-aware, he's referring to all the five sheaves. Why are they not aware? Because they're all objects. This body is an object known by us. Though we take it to yeah. be ourselves, it is actually an object known by us. The life, the, the breathing and the, all the physiological processes going on in the body, these are objects known by us. The mind, that in this context, mind means the grosser functions of the mind, the uh, pers uh, perceiving, remembering, thinking, feeling, um, emotion, all of these, this is what, but all the grosser functions of the mind, these are all objects known by us. Yeah. The yeah. intellect, the, the function of the intellect is um, is uh, distinguishing, judging, reasoning, and so on. All these functions are known by us, so they're objective. Yeah. And then the subtlest of all the five sheaths is the will. The will consists of the vasanas. The vasanas are the inclinations. They are the seeds that give rise to everything else. They give rise to likes, dislikes, desires, and so on, and to thought and the whole world. It's all just an expansion of the, the vasanas. Those vasanas, we know the vasanas. We, we, we're aware of the inclination. We're aware, oh, and th that is every movement of our mind is driven by an inclination, by a vasana. So we're very clearly, all of these are objects. So as objects, they are not aware. So Bhagavan, as, as Bhagavan says in the first sentence of verse 24, this insentient body does not say I. That body there means all these five. And then in the next sentence, he says, Satchit Udiyadu. Satchit does not rise. Sat means being. Chit means awareness. Such it is the pure being, pure awareness that we actually are. So that does not rise. It just is as it is. <laughs> In between, one thing, I, rises at the extent of a body. Because it rises, it's not such it, because such it doesn't rise. Yeah. Because it's I, that it's aware of itself as I, so it's not this body, because the body isn't aware of itself as I. So it borrows its existence and awareness, or borrows I, from, from um, Satchit. 
and it borrows the form from a body. That's why Bhagavan says it rises as the extent of a body. That is, when we rise as ego, we thereby limit ourselves. We are the one infinite whole, but by rising as ego, we limit ourselves. I am this, I am not that. That is, everything confined within the limits of his body is I. Everything outside is something other than I. Um, so, um, this one thing, I, that rises, what he says about it in the third sentence, in the fourth sentence is, yeah, fourth sentence, he says, this is chit jada granti. Chit jada granti means chit is awareness, the pure, referring to the pure awareness, the satchit. Jada means what is not aware, that's referring to the body. And granti means not. So it is the not formed by the entanglement of awareness and non-awareness. In other words, the, the awareness and the body. Uh, the awareness is I am. The body, the, 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 the jada portion is the body. So that this this conflated awareness, I am this body, this is chit jada granti. And being a not, it's it's a it's a bondage. We, we're entangled. We're caught up in this. That <laughs> chit is not entangled. It's only in the it's view of ego that chit seems to be entangled. But this, yeah. so this this in, this this I but rises. This is the that entanglement. That not. Yeah. Uh, uh, chit granti yeah. um, bundum. It's bondage, because as soon as we limit ourselves to the body, we are bound. We're, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah. body is not binding us. We are holding on to the body and thereby binding ourselves. Um, jiva. Jiva means the soul, the individual. Um, Bill, I see you're writing all these things. I can also yeah. give, give you the link. I think you're, you may have seen the verses already, but they're all there on my website. So, I will. So, I'll go yeah. back. Right. <laughs> it's okay. all right. always, the happiness blog is what he's talking about. He's got this yeah. great yeah, yeah. library of unbelievable yeah. depth yeah. I, but i always listen to the videos i don't jump back to his blog yeah. which i need to do i wish i had everything in a book i'm an old book guy with paper yeah <laughs> a book will be coming out one one lady in um in um the one dutch lady has compiled from the videos and from the blog she's compiled an um a commentary on Uludunapdu. That is with my mm. translation and my explanation, she's compiled a book. Which oh, is, awesome. Which is currently being proofread by a number of volunteers and probably in the spring, maybe, that will come out as a book. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes. Sorry to sidetrack. Keep yeah. going. I'm going to no, take No, no, that, that, that's okay. That's okay. So it, it, it is, is chit-chat-a-granti. It will not bind consciousness and what is not conscious. It is a bondage, bandum. It is jiva, the, the soul. Judgment. Uh, um, uh, nupame. Nupame means subtle body. I won't explain here why Bhagavan says that is subtle body, but there's a particular reason for it. Um, uh, subtle body. Uh, ahande. Ahande means ego. So this, this I but rises. This is ego, and then he says. Ichamsaram, that means this samsara. Generally, people think samsara means the, the, the ocean of birth and death. The constant samsara means well moving, it's constantly in movement. 
that is the, the perpetual activity of life and of of, of life and death, the, the whole cycle of of of, of uh, birth and rebirth. Um, so that is some that is what it generally calls samsara. Bhagavan said this ego is samsara. That is all of that this vast samsara we're caught up in. It all boils down to ego. If we remove ego. We remove the root, the whole tree comes. Um, so the, the, the essence of the tree is the root. It, it, it more or less, Bhagavan is saying that there. This samsara and manam. Manam means mind. We need to be careful when reading Bhagavan. We need to, but the same words are used in different sense in different contexts. So sometimes mind refers to. Um, the collection of thought, the totality of thoughts. Sometimes mind refers to ego. That is, all other thoughts that constitute the mind are objects. Ego is the subject. So, in some, if we, whenever the word mind is used, we need to understand from a context: is it talking about mind as an object, in other words, all the other thoughts, or is it talking about mind as the subject? So, mm. when Bhagavan said. Um, but the, the one uh, mind sees the world, but the, the world is seen by the one mind. Um, their mind means ego, the I, the subject. In other contexts, when my, the word mind is used, it can be referring to the other thoughts. So we, we always need to be, <clears throat> we, we shouldn't read these things superficially. We need to think about it and understand in what sense each word is used in which particular context. For example, here he says that ego is the subtle body. But generally, when the term subtle body is used in Vedanta philosophy, it's not talking about ego. It's talking about, it, it's said, that the five sheaves are divided up into three bodies. It's usually said the physical body is the gross body. Yeah. Then the, the, the life, the mind and the intellect form a subtle body. And the the will, the, the vasanas, is a causal body. That mm. is using the term subtle body in a different sense. Yeah. So, so we need to under we, we need to carefully understand mm. in what sense each term is used in which context. Yes, very good. So, so in this verse 24, Bhagavan lays the foundation. Ego is not the body because the body isn't aware of itself as I. It's not satchit because satchit doesn't rise. So it is neither the body nor satchit, but it's what is, what, uh, it, it, it is what, when the two become entangled, what arises yeah. entangling these two together is ego. Yeah. Is ego. Makes sense. I got so it. It's, it's neither this nor that. Yeah. In the next verse, verse 25, which is the most crucial verse, I would say Bhagavan has packed his whole philosophy into this one verse. This is the one verse, but if you search the vast ocean of Vedanta, yeah. you will not find such a clear and simple explanation of the nature of ego. In the last line of this verse, Bhagavan describes ego as Uruvatra Pe Ahande. Uru means form. Atra means uh, devoid of or without. So Uruvatra means formless. Pei 
mean it's usually translated as phantom. More precisely, it means an evil spirit. Evil spirit. And, and a Hyundai means ego. So mm. why does he say it is formless? Because it has no form of its own. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a body to be itself, but that body is not itself. So it has no it borrows the form of a body, so it's formless. It has no form of its own. And it's an evil spirit or phantom because it's got no substance of its own. Its substance, that is its existence and its awareness, it borrows from Satchit. Its form, it borrows from a body. So it, it is something without form and without substance. What, what sort of thing is it then? It is non-existent. It has no real existence. It's the implication. Yeah. <clears throat> but though it is formless, it comes into existence grasping form. So he begins the verse saying, uh, grasping form, it comes into existence. Grasping form, it stands. Grasping and feeding on forms, it flourishes abundantly. Leaving form, it grasps form. What Bhagavan clearly indicates here is, it is the very nature of ego to grasp form. Without grasping form, ego cannot come into existence, cannot stand, and cannot flourish. So grasping form is the very nature of ego. The first form the ego grasps is it grasps a body consisting of five sheaves as I. So in the first sentence, when he says, grasping form, it comes into existence, he means simultaneous with it coming into existence, it grasps a body. So does that mean that the body exists there and then ego comes and grasps it? No. As he will clarify in the next verse, only when ego comes into existence, everything else comes into existence. existence. So as soon as we rise as ego, we project a body and grasp it as I. Just like in, in dream, as soon as we begin dreaming, we're aware of ourselves as a person in that dream. It's not that there was a the dream person and dream world was there and we come and enter it and grab that person. No, as soon as we begin dreaming, we dream ourselves to be a person and consequently we dream ourselves to be a person in a world. I mean, there's, so there's a world also. So the first form of ego grasp is this body. And it cannot stand, that is, it cannot endure without con- constantly grasping this body. So how does ego, which is a formless phantom, grasp these uh, <laughs> form? As a way... Since it's a formless phantom, it hasn't got any hands or arms to grasp anything. So what Bhagavan means there by grasping is we grasp in our awareness. In the case of the body, we take we grasp it as I am this body. And so the the we, we grasp the body as I am this body. Thereby, I mean, we come into existence grasping the body. It's not the, we can't say one is the cause of the other. They're simultaneous. As soon as we come in, rise as ego, we project and grasp the body as I. And we cannot for a moment remain as ego without continuing to grasp the body as I. So when he says grasping form, it stands. He's, there the form is again this body consisting of five sheaves. 
Then in the third sentence, he says, grasping and feeding on form, it flourishes abundantly. Their form refers to all other phenomena. That is, as soon as we rise as ego, experience ourselves as this body, we become aware of other things. We become aware of perceptions, memories, thoughts, feelings, emotions, all these things, likes, dislikes, and everything. It all comes into existence as soon as we rise as ego. So, uh, and by a grasping form, in this case, means where the body we we grasp as ourselves. Other things we grasp as, I know this, I know that, I'm experiencing this. So we, we grasp in our awareness. We, we grasp it by, by being aware of it, by attending to it. And then in the next sentence, he says, leaving form, it grasps form. That is, ego cannot stand for a moment without constantly grasping form. And since ego is a formless phantom, Whatever forms it grasps are things other than itself. So what he means here by form, is that is a, a word that covers all objects, all phenomena of all kinds. So the first object is this body, which we take to be I. We, we take an object to be the subject. Um, and then all the other objects, they constantly feed on these. That is, when he says grasping and feeding on form, what he implies is the, the ego derives its nourishment from knowing things other than itself, from constantly being aware of things other than itself. But then he, after saying leaving form at grasp form, then he comes to the most important sentence of all. He says, Tedinal Otompidicum. A simple translation of that is, if sought, it takes flight. Oh, if sought, it takes flight. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually a bit more um, subtle the way it's expressed in Tamil. Because if in English, if we say, if sought, it's a it's passive voice. Whereas Tedinal in Tamil is not passive voice. It is what is called middle voice. I don't know how much, do you, are you familiar with grammatical terms? Okay, no. um, I'll just give an example of middle voice in English. Um, yeah. you, you can say um, the, um, the chef is, um, is cooking. There it's active. That if the chef is the subject, cooking is, a, is a, a, an active verb. And what is the chef cooking? He's cooking a pot of rice. Uh, so the sh chef is cooking rice, that's active voice. You can also say the rice is being cooked by the, uh, being cooked. You don't, you don't have to say who is cooking it, that's passive voice. So the being rice cooked. is being cooked is passive voice. You can say who is cooking it, the rice is being cooked by the chef. Mm -hmm. um, so that is, that is passive voice, the, the subject is optional in passive voice. <laughs> you can say <laughs> something is happening. You can also say by whom it is happening. Um, but then there's the middle voice. You can also say the rice is cooking. When you say the rice is cooking, you can't then ask, oh, what is rice cooking? Is it cooking, um, is it cooking uh, um, this or that? No, the rice is cooking. Me that is middle voice. 
It's active in form, but passive in sense. So it's neither active nor passive. Very in Tamil, this this middle voice is used a lot. And it's um, and it's very easy to use it. In English, we can do that only with a few verbs. We can do it with cooking, but we can't do it with other verbs. Uh, or very few verbs we can do it. But in Tamil, you can do it with almost any verb. Interesting. So, why that is that's particularly useful in Bhagavan's teachings because many things when we translate Bhagavan, for example, when Bhagavan was telling about uh, about his death experience, he told about that in a completely impersonal way. But when it's recorded in English books, it is said, I did this, I did that, as if because that's the only way we can express it in English. Yeah. But in Tamil, yeah. it's possible to say things in a completely impersonal way, which is very good for Bhagavan, because he yeah. is totally impersonal. So yeah. when he says, if sought, it is, that is middle voice. So if in this, when we say if sought, there's neither a subject there nor an object. We have to work out whatever subject and object. In this case, so who is to do the seeking? It is ego that is to do the seeking. And what is it to seek? It is to seek itself. So if sought there means if ego seeks itself. In other words, if ego tries to see what it actually is, it's not that ego has lost itself. When he, he says if ego seeks itself, what he means is if it seeks its real identity, if it seeks to know who am I, that is we always know our existence, the mistake we make is we have a wrong identification. I am is the truth. We, we, we definitely exist. I am Bill is, is open to question. Right. So the, the, um, when we are investigating ourselves, we are trying to find out, we, we know that I am but we don't know what I am because we now take ourselves to be something other than what we actually are. So when we are investigating ourselves, we are trying to find out what am I or who am I? That is, we're trying to find out our real identity. Yeah, that's And Bhagavan gives the answer to that in very, very simple words, but it's lost in most English books. Bhagavan's answer to the question, who am I, is I am I. I am I, yeah. That is, I am nothing other than myself. How we make the mistake of taking ourselves to be, I am this body, I am this mind, I am happy, I am miserable, I am this, I am that. Yeah. Um, all these are false identification. The only true statement of our identity, even to say, I am Brahman, is not such a good way of saying it because yeah. that is in the Vedas. In each, in each Veda, there is an Upanishad that has what is called a Mahavakya. A Mahavakya is a, it literally means a great saying. The four Mahavakyas are statements that reveal the identity of our self and Brahman. The four Mahavakyas are, the best known one is Tatvamasi, you are that. That is, the purpose of these Mahavakyas before before we are told uh, you are that, we will be looking for things outside ourselves. We may be looking for God. We take God, because I'm very small, God is the greatest of all things. God must be something other than myself. 
So we look for God outside, or we may be looking for happiness, or we may be looking mm. for knowledge. We may be looking for so many things. Whatever we are looking for, you are that. You are that, yeah. yeah. So it you is turning our attention. The purpose of the Mahabhakyas is to turn our outward going attention back towards ourselves. But that is missed by people. They begin philosophizing about what is what is Tat referring to, what is Tum, what is that referring to, what is you referring to, it's how can me. little me be that big thing? And they they get into they go into huge long philosophical discussions about it, missing the point. The point of the Mahavakya, you are that is, oh, I've been seeking God outside myself all this time, but it. If God is me, then what am I? We should turn our attention back to ourselves. Bhagavan explains it very beautifully in verse 32 of Ulutunapatu. He says, when the Vedas say, you are that, what should our response... He doesn't say, I'm, I'm expanding it slightly here, but this is the implication. When the Vedas say, you are that, what should our response be? Oh, if I am that, then what am I? Which, it, that it, it, the reason we are told you are that is to make us to turn our attention back to ourselves to find out what we are. Uh, so, as I say, there are four Mahavakyas. Tatvamasi is one. Another one is Aham Brahmasmi. I am Brahman. Another one is I am Atma Brahman. This self is Brahman. That is this very self. I myself am Brahman is the implication. And the fourth one is Pragnanam Brahman. Awareness is Brahman. That implied pure awareness is Brahman. That is, uh, what is the awareness? The awareness is ourself, and that is Brahman. So all these Mahabakyas are, are, they're told for a purpose. Because our minds are outgoing, we have to be told, but what we're seeking outside, we ourselves are that. But if we begin to think, oh, I am Brahman, I am God, I am Shiva, Shiva Ham, Shiva Ham, Soham, Soham, I am He, I am He. This is this is this is not a correct practice because until we know ourselves, until we actually experience ourselves as Brahman, Brahman is is just a, for us it's a an word. Object. It's an idea. It's an what is Brahman? Yeah. Oh, it means. Uh, Totality of all existence. It's an infinite whole. But we, we can mm -hmm. say, but all this is just ideas for us. We are not actually experiencing Brahman. So if we're thinking, I am Brahman, there's a subtle identity. We are trying to identify ourselves with a particular idea that we have about it's God. Th that, but what is the most accurate description of our identity? I am I. And the benefit of I am I, our attention, if you say I am Brahman, we think about Brahman, something, we've got some idea yeah, of Brahman, that idea we have of Brahman is not Brahman, it's something other than ourselves. But when we say, when you say I am I, your yeah. attention cannot go anywhere away from yourself. Unfortunately, in someone early on translated in, in Tamil and Sanskrit, if you want to say, um, uh, this is a microphone, you just say, this microphone. The is is understood there. So mm -hmm. in Tamil, for example, if you want to say, uh, I am this body, nan it deham, that means I, this body, am is understood there. 
If you want to say, who am I? You say, nan, ah, that is I, who? The am is understood there. Likewise, when Bhagavan says in Sanskrit, ahamaham, or in Tamil, nan, nan, the, the actual words are I, I. But the am is understood there. But someone started translating ahamaham or nan, nan as I hyphen I. Right. Which really mm. has no meaning at all. People are often ask, what is this I, I that Bhagavan talks about? I, I had no meaning. Why would Bhagavan so often use the term, but had, but firstly, what the meaning of it isn't clear. And really, if you think about it, it has no meaning to say I, I. Whereas I am I is a very, very deeply meaningful term. It may seem to be a tautology to say I am I. It's like saying the book is a book or the microphone is a microphone. It may seem to be a, a, a statement empty of content, but actually yeah. it is it is very, it very profound because yeah. what it implies is I am nothing other than I. Yeah. But anyway, I, I'm jumping the gun because we're talking about self-investigation. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the result of the self-investigation. Yes, Even the saying I am I is not self-knowledge. We have to experience ourselves as yes. I alone. That is the idea. So when Bhagavan says, uh, if sought, that means if ego seeks itself, that means if what it means is if ego tries to find out what it actually is, ego already knows I am, but it knows <laughs> itself as I am Bill. Mm -hmm. So long as, it, yeah. as we know ourselves as I am Bill or I am Michael or I am whoever, sorry, I, I, I didn't catch Sonia. your name. Sonia. Hmm? Sonia. 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 Okay. So yeah. I, I am Bill, I am Sonia, I'm Michael or I'm whoever. That is a false identification. So because we now, and all these names are names of a body, names of a person, because we take ourselves to be this person. So when Bhagavan says, if sought, he means if ego seeks its own reality, if it seeks to know what it actually is, otumpidicum, otumpidicum, otum means running, and yeah. pidicum means grasping, grasping, running. It's, it's, the, it's almost the exact equivalent of take flight in English. Take flight, yeah. It Some people away. who don't know English very well mean take flight to mean a bird uh, uh, mm -hmm. flying. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that. In English, when we say take flight, it means you run away. If you're yeah. in the army and you're facing a very strong enemy and you can no longer resist them, then you take flight. You flee. <laughs> okay. So take flight means you, you, you resort to fleeing. You run away. So that's what Bhagavan means. If we investigate this ego, it will run away. Why will it run away? Because it doesn't actually exist. We seem to be ego so long as we're looking at other things. So long as we're grasping things other than ourselves, we seem to be ego. But if, if we turn our attention back within to see who am I, is there anyone who has ever seen a thing called ego? No. 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 <laughs> There's no okay. such thing to be yeah. found. It's That's always right. inside. It's yeah, in it you. <laughs> you. You make it. It's everyone has his ego. It's within you. Yes. If you, it's but a it, thought. If you take it, if you share it with people, you can tell them, but nobody can see it. Nobody no one can, can see, see it. it. So 
if if ego tries to see itself, if ego tries to see who am I, ego will subside because it has no it it has not it has got no it's devoid of oh. substance. It's just a phantom, a phantom. Supposing you're walking in a forest at night, and it's very dark, and uh, through the leaves a few. Uh, um, moonbeams are coming and falling on leaves here and there. So when you're walking through the forest, there seem to be ghosts on all mm -hmm. sides. Yeah. yeah. Those ghosts uh, seem to be there when you don't look at them carefully enough. If you look at them carefully, there's no ghost to be found. Exactly the same with ego. Egos, we seem to be ego only so long as we're looking away from ourselves. If we look back, there's no ego to be found. So what that what Bhagavan means thereby is the nature of ego is to rise, stand, and flourish by attending to things other than itself. But if it attends to itself, it will subside and dissolve back into its source. So in this verse, Bhagavan has given us the essence of, I mean, this is the ultimate truth, yeah. the, the secret of creation, sustenance, and destruction. How all this world is created? By rising of ego. How all this world is sustained? By standing of ego. How this world can be brought to an end? And looking within, putting an end to ego. Annihilate ego. put an end to ego, everything is put an end to. Falls away. Yeah, it's fantastic, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much. So, no, no, it's fantastic. So, I'll just quickly go on to the next verse, because I said there are three verses. Right, the third one. This third verse, clears up any possible misconceptions. Because in verse 24, he says, um, the body, the insentient body doesn't say I. Um, Satchit doesn't rise. In between, something rises. That could easily be someone um, without under, a good understanding. They can easily think, oh, so Bhagavan is saying there's a body and there's Satchit. There are two things. And in between, there's an ego that rises. We shouldn't take that literally, because the body doesn't exist apart from ego. That he makes clear. And, and also in this verse 25, he says grasping form. That we could say, oh, so there's already a body there and we come and grasp it. No, it's not like that. This is how most people, when people hear about um, rebirth, they think that the soul goes from one body to another body. It leaves this body and it goes off and floats around for some time. I mean, it enters into another body as if the right. body is there independent of ego. Bhagavan says, no, it's all it just a dream. As soon as you begin dreaming, you've got a body there. So the whole of our life is just one dream, as Rumi says. Yeah. Very good. So, so, so I'll just say, I'll just finish this next verse yes. just to, because it okay. rounds it all off. So what Bhagavan says in verse 26 is, if yes. ego comes into existence, everything comes into existence. Why? Yeah. Very simple reason. Everything exists only in the view of ego. This, this vast universe, where does it exist? Only in my in my little mind, in, in my view, all this exists. This little mind. Yeah, in the prism, yeah. So if ego comes into existence, everything comes into existence. If ego doesn't exist, everything doesn't exist. Ego itself is everything. When you're dreaming, your your the dreaming mind 
what is the dreaming mind seeing? It's seeing itself as the as the dream person and dream world. Yeah. So the dream is nothing but the mind. Likewise, all this is nothing but ego. That is, ego is seeing itself as all of this. So ego is the substance of all of this. Yes, which is a fact. Because everything seems to exist only in the view of ego, all things, this entire universe, derives its semi-existence from the semi-existence of ourself as ego. Yes, I agree. And I agree. Where does ego derive its semi-existence from? From Satchit. Satchit. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Which is the yes. one real thing that never mm -hmm. rises or subsides. He's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he said so he says if ego comes into existence, everything comes into existence. If ego doesn't exist, everything doesn't exist. Ego itself is everything. Therefore, investigating what it is is giving up everything. That's a very, very important sentence because in it sounds very easy when Bhagavan says it in verse 25. It sort yeah. of takes flight. But when we try to put it into practice, we yes. find it very difficult. Bhagavan mm -hmm. has assured us it's actually very easy. And logically, yes, of course, attending to ourselves is very easy. But one thing we all know more clearly than anything else right. is I am. <laughs> so attending to I am should be very easy. Why does it seem to us to be difficult? Because if we really attend to I am, that is giving up everything. Because if you attend, if ego attends to itself, to its own being, it thereby it subsides and disappears, and everything disappears with it. So until we are willing to surrender ourselves, and surrendering ourselves entails surrendering everything else, we will not be willing to turn within. Yeah, yeah, it's cru it's crucial. Yeah. So the, we now come to your second question, is what yeah. is surrender? Well, yeah. the, no, the, Bhagavan no. has answered what is surrender in verse 25. The very nature of ego is to rise, stand and flourish by attending to other things, but to subside by attending to itself. So how can we give up this ego? We cannot give up this ego by attending to anything other than ourselves, because we are, if we attend to anything other than ourselves, we are feeding and nourishing ego. Yeah. So the, the only way in which ego can surrender itself, Bhagavan called it self-surrender. Apma samapanam. Apma there doesn't mean our real self, it means ego. So we have to surrender. Ego has to surrender itself, and it can surrender itself only by attending to itself. So actually, self-investigation and self-surrender are one and the same, Insane. ultimately. However, why did, then did Bhagavan often say there are two ways, vichara uh, uh, or surrender? There's a reason for that is we cannot investigate ourselves without thereby surrendering ourselves. But the path of surrender can and usually does begin before vichara, because the path of surrender usually begins on bhakti marga. We take God to be something other than ourselves. We have love for God, but we, at first, what what do we find the ob obstacle is between us and God? Our will. Mm. Our, our will is the, the the first problem we identify. It's our will that is separating us from God. God knows what is best for us. Why do we have likes and dislikes? 
Why don't we accept whatever he wants, that thy will be done? Yeah. Or as Bhagavan says it, your will is my will. That is the truth. That is the surrender of our will. But how can we surrender our will without surrendering ego? Because whose will is it? It's ego's will. And ego's so will. long as there is ego, in we we ego cannot exist without likes, dislikes, and so on. We can surrender our will to a certain extent by devotion to God. But the surrender can become complete only by turning our attention back within. Got it. Got it. So that's the two-folded path, right? The surrender of bhakti, yeah. devotion to God. Yeah. It's a subject-object. That is asking... the surrender leads to vichara. Vichara, the surrender, which the, the surrender, the culmination. I, I often say that is the, the, the pinnacle of all spiritual paths is the path of love, the path of devotion. What is the greatest love? If you love someone, you, you're not out to get something from that person. If you truly love someone, you are you want to you what what can you do for that person? That is if you truly love someone, that should be your concern. What can I do for them? Not what can they do for me? So long as it's what can they do for me, your love is for yourself, not for the other person. So the, the greatest love is to give. And the greatest gift is to give oneself. If you truly love someone, you try to give yourself entirely to that person. So you know, the greatest love of God is to give ourselves to God. So the pinnacle of the path of devotion is surrender. And how can we surrender ourselves? without investigating ourselves. So the pinnacle of the path of surrender is Atma-Vichara. So people think this path of Atma-Vichara, this is the path of knowledge, the Jnana-Marga. That's true, but it is more importantly, it is the path of devotion. It is the pinnacle of the path of devotion. Without love, we will never that is love is absolutely essential in this path because why would we why should i surrender myself unless yeah. we are driven by love we will never surrender ourselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah that is why bhagavan yeah. often said bhakti is the mother of jnana Bhakti, devotion. That is, love is absolutely essential on this path. We cannot even begin to turn our attention within without love. And the extent to which we turn our attention within is the measure of our love. So, very good. So, that... Um... So that gives me now, if I, I keep that in my mind and I, and I practice it personally to myself, um, so uh, it's like I already start... Um, I tell my husband sometimes when I'm and I we, we're hurting and I say as long I phrase it I am the mother of Ryan I mm. actually broke down in tears because that's how yeah. I am so yeah. so I stop not using that because I am not here to feel that and suffer that pain mm. or anything take me to the past I go to the past with the memory I say no I am not going to do that so that is very true what you said so that I am the mother of that. No, no. And uh, so I will be, I, I have been careful not using that. Okay. Yes. And I do practice like, oh, here I am. You know, mm. I know. if I'm, if, am I, am I, I am Bill's wife. 
and then I am the mother of Sabrine, and then mm. I am the mother of Layla, and then I am uh, the area supervisor at work, and then I am the neighbor. And, and I say, which one am I really? Yes, yes. So, Right. So, and I am the sister of Nabil, and I am the sister of Naufal, and I am the sister of Khaled, and I am the sister of, of Rida, and I am the daughter of Neji. And I tell myself, well, guess what? I am none of those. Yes, yes. I am. So to help myself to investigate, and that did help, helps me a lot. Yes. Uh, so uh, also now for the, um, for the investigation, now also when I have the, the, the feeling and like you said, the love, you know, if you have the love, what you give. And then if I'm going to put the practice of love. So now when we talk about uh, a passed away loved one, it doesn't matter, you know, my son. And I also January to next Thursday is going to be the anniversary of my mom, which is also it's, it's crashing me. Mm. So so if I really if I take it, we use it with love. Yes. So God, God loves us so he yes. put death on earth not to make us suffer yes so we have to see the other uh, so death on earth is not for us to suffer it's love and then also if i love my mom and i love my son or anyone talk about the loved one we are we are selfish we are not giving them anything i don't we, i have to think like he he is a better place she is in a better place. Yes. And um, and I have an answer for that. Um, yes. You can correct me if I'm wrong. So I try to think for them, not me. Yes. I miss them. I can see them. I yes. cannot get yes. what I want for them. I yes. cannot. I want to talk to them. So I try yes. to get when once I'm aware about that and, and investigate and get over. So so I was thinking because um, you know. Um, I heard it many times, different, like I told you, you know, the the Arabic and French and English, sometimes yeah. I can remember which language I learned, I try to think. Yeah. So if I say they are in a better place, they are in a better place because they don't have the body to take care of. That's what we Bhagavan need. often used to say. He used to say, but dead of uh, fortunate, they're free of this <laughs> I must have heard it there then. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we weep, we are weep when we mourn those who have passed away. We are weeping for ourselves. Yes, if we exactly. really were concerned yeah. for them. We should be happy for them. Yes. So, point. so, so I'm going to continue. Thank you for the uh, good explanation. Now you know we need we needed that little reminder to yeah. make it say certain there. So I do have the next question. Now we talk about soul and spirit. Mm. Is there a difference between the soul and the spirit, or are there one? Well, it's like all words, we need to understand the sense in which they're used from the context. So yeah. in some contexts, when people talk about soul and spirit, they're talking about the same thing. But we can, if we think about it a little more deeply, we can say ego is the soul. Our real nature is the spirit. What we actually yeah. are is spirit. But when we okay. rise as ego and take ourselves to be, I am this person, that I that takes itself to be, um, a I am this person, that is, um, that is ego. That is soul. Okay. So now, well, we, now we say, uh, uh, now with the body, we have the body, 
and um, and how the the phantom comes in. So that means the the because of the eye. Once the eye comes in, the phantom yes. comes in. That now that means the other living things like the animals and the tree. They don't have the eye. They don't say eye. So in, they don't. In, no, they in, don't have the ego. No, no, no. It's not so. That is. Um, we, there are two ways of, of, of viewing this. From a deeper perspective, there is only one ego. Okay. Who is that one ego? The one who is seeing all this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. But, but so long as we are looking outwards, because we, we the one ego, take ourselves to be, I am this body. Mm -hmm. So, because we take us, because the ego takes itself to be a person, it takes every other person to be an ego. So, we see, in our view, every other person seems to be an ego. And we say of some people, oh, uh, he's got a big ego. That is, someone's very uh, domineering and very proud, and they bring, we say they have a big ego. The same ego that we see in other people, we also see in animals. If you if you observe animals carefully, they they also have they have likes and dislikes, they have jealousy, yeah. they fight yeah. among themselves. Yeah. So yeah. They, they are the animals are no different to us. Except the only difference is a different body, and because of a different body, they will see the world in a slightly different way to us. For example, a dog has a far, uh, a far uh, more refined sense of smell than we have. Yeah. But its eyesight won't be as sharp as ours. It, it, I think animals, it is said generally, they, they, they don't see colors to the same extent that we see colors. So there are differences, but these are only, um, these are only uh, differences in quality. They're not differences in substance. Essentially, every, every sentient being is aware of itself as I am this body. Whether this body refers to the body of an ant, if you take yourself to be an ant, that ant body yeah, is I. You may, you may not think it in words, but for me, the ant experiences itself as I am this ant. Interesting. Everything has an ego. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. And okay. that is true from the highest God to the lowest uh, creature. High and low is our judgment, but yeah. um, exactly. it really it's our no judgment, meaning, so. yeah. So very good. So that all of that after I, you know, I hear of that, that takes me to the one thing I was always thinking, you know, um, so um, that means everything really is not very serious, you know, this is all thoughts, it's yeah. all like a dream, if we were, yeah. maybe for now we're using the word dream. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, in 20 years, they're going to change the world and use something else, yeah. which is means we just get engaged on it. And it's not really because I, I do have I do dream and I remember my dream. If I'm in my dream and whatever it is, like a, a, a tiger is attacking me or my one of my dreams, I was lost in Paris. I mean, it's it's real but French buses. It's real a French building. It's really real. Yeah. And I was really lost. And I... I believe, so whatever is going to come in my dream, when I'm dreaming, I'm going to have to deal with it. If it's a lion, I'm going to have to run away. And yeah. if I am lost, I'm going to try my best to talk to people in French and found my uh, my way. And then I found an apartment where my studio where I'm going to live. So whatever it is. 
So I'm gonna be reacting to that. Now, after you know, we we found the Bhagavan and we're talking to you and we we getting all this knowledge. We need to be all we need to be just be more aware. We are more aware, and be and especially catch ourselves what we are not aware, and that that when, we have we you, need to be aware. When you say we must be more aware, more aware of what? Okay, we're aware that's the ego. He can come in and just suck you in, and yeah. you go on that ego, you know. Yes, yes. And then you you run your you run that hour of your life, yes. or you run your day, or you believe those feelings. Especially yes. for me, sometimes those feelings comes, and and then I just get in them, and I maybe I will take a I'll be crying, I will be feeling sad, and whatever is it could be uh, something nice happening around me, but I am living in those feelings, which is I believe, which is comes in the ego. Yes. So I have to say, oh, this is just a thought. Yes. Who's, uh, this is just a feeling, you yes. know, uh, who am I? Uh, who's yes. noticing those feelings? And, um, and aware who's feelings. aware about uh, those feelings? Um, so, and then what takes me back to that, like this is all a dream. So for my son, he died at the age of 22. I have the uh, the question, and I probably I I do know the answer, but yes. so uh so like I'm going to get an investigation, yes. you know. Yes. So so he did not have the yeah I did experience the 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 loss of a, a loved one and loss of a, a close family member, your son. Mm. So and then but he did not when I lost my son and I start saying and I found out. It's not because he came through me, he's a part of me. He is not. Yes. You know, I just came to earth uh, before him and he died. And after all, there is nobody coming earth and leaving earth and birth and that. It's all a dream. Yes. It's yes. not, you know, yes. so I just want to yes. say, you know, it's just, and, and, and I tell, I tell Billy, I mean, sometimes because I, when I got really in pain and all these toes and feels like it's attacking me from where I said, look, who, whatever it is, reincarnation, no reincarnation, it doesn't matter. Because if this finished by becoming the, the truth, the reality, so what I'm going to say, no, it's yeah. happening. So yes. I'm very open. I surrender to this. Whatever is going to be true, I'm seeking the truth. I am not trying to to prove myself. I'm seeking the truth. Yes. Uh, and that's the only thing to repeat. So sometimes I think you know it, it could be everything happening on the same time because yes. there is in reality there is no time. Yes. The 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 time. Yes. The time. The money. The marriage. All yes. this is uh, we made it. We made yes. it. Did yes. not exist. So if we so it, maybe everything is happening on the same time, you know. Yeah, yes, yeah. we now we me and my husband we living or we dreaming. Mm. We have a son, yes. and he passed away. It's just a thought. Maybe and that is odd. But he himself he's dreaming his own dream. Yes. This time he's dreaming he's our son. But on the same time he is dreaming another life. He's maybe seventy years old, maybe yes. fifty. He died. Maybe he experienced uh, from. So we come at the end. We you surrender. You let go. Yeah. The only, yeah. the only reality. It's the awareness. Yeah. Yeah. The awareness. You know, and that yeah. is the reality. Yeah. And that's the only thing is gonna, after all, give you a, um, a give you a, a, a peace. Yeah. You know. 
um, really thank you very much. Yes. Just talking with you yes. give us really some kind of peace and understanding. Yes. We yes. thank you. Appreciate um, your time. One one good attitude to have with regard to our loved ones is they have been placed in our. They come. We all come from Bhagavan. So he has placed our husband, our wife, our children, our parents. He has placed them in our care. So, so long as he places them in our care, we care for them because we love him. Okay, that's and, very good. And, and when, when he chooses to take them away, we need to accept, yes, they were given by him and he has taken them. If he's taken yeah. them, it is only for a good purpose. So, so long as so long as our loved ones are with us, we care for them. We we um, we we love them, and we do all we can for them because they are being placed in our care by Bhagavan, and we have been placed in their care also. That is, not only do we care for our loved ones, our loved ones care for us. It's all mutual. So, if we if we consider everything is given by Bhagavan. It's given by Bhagavan, it's taken by Bhagavan. Then we will we will be able to be loving and caring and at the same time detached. 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 Yeah. yeah. So to do that, we have to practice that. Um, Most important, um, yes, yes, yeah. yes. We have to practice that with because everything. So long as we allow yeah. our mind to continue going outward, the nature of the mind, the more it goes outwards, the more attached it yeah. becomes. So yeah. in order to detach ourselves, we we cannot detach ourselves from our loved ones so long as we're attached to ourselves. So long as I am Michael, yeah. I have a yeah. wife, I have a daughter, yeah. I, have, I, I did have first. parents, and all these yeah. things, all these yeah. are there. I am attached to all these things because I'm attached to Michael. So the aim of in Bhagavan's part, by going with him, we are detaching ourselves from this person we seem to be, and thereby we're detaching ourselves from everything else. But to the extent that we thereby detach ourselves, we actually become a more loving husband or wife or child or parent or whatever it is. Makes sense. Absolutely, Michael. There's no, there's no, this is why Bhagavan, that is that verse 26, he said, investigating who am I is giving up everything. Yeah, so Bhagavan's path is the ultimate path of renunciation. They focus on absolute that. complete focus. renunciation is necessary for this path. But Bhagavan never recommended external renunciation. Some people have wrongly written that Bhagavan was against external renunciation. He wasn't. Bhagavan said, just like marriage comes according to destiny. For some people, that outward renunciation, sannyasa, becoming a monk or a nun or whatever, sannyasi is what they call in Hinduism. For some people, that is their destiny. For example, mm-hmm. earlier you mentioned Swami Sarva Priyananda. He's a, he's a sannyasi. Mm. So yeah. it's, his destiny was to be a sannyasi, not to be a, a, a married person. But Bhagavan said... It, whether you are a sannyasi or you're married makes no difference as far difference. as this path is concerned, because this is an inward path. So, if we, if it's be, if it's our destiny to be married, that is because marriage is the best thing for us. 
if it's our destiny to be a sannyasi, to be a, a renunciate, outward renunciate, that is the best thing for us. But just because a person is outwardly a renunciate doesn't mean there's inward renunciation. Correct. So it's the inward renunciation matters. That's why Bhagavan, the, the word in in um, in Sanskrit for a married person is a grihasta. Grihasta literally means a house householder, or a householder, householder. Um, uh, so uh, Bhagavan used to say, a grihasta who doesn't think I am a grihasta is a better sannyasi than a sannyasi who thinks I am a sannyasi. Gotcha. So it's the inward renunciation that is inward. important. Stay focused on and it. Yeah. If, we, if we are following Bhagavan's path and therefore following this path of inward renunciation, we will be a better husband, a better wife, a better mother, a better father, a better child to our parents. Or if we're a sannyasi, we'll be a better sannyasi to the extent to which we're... So whatever be our role. Or if we are if we are an area supervisor in our work, we'll be a better area supervisor because we are to the extent to which we detach ourselves from this, then whatever actions are done by this mind, speech, and body are actions he's making them do, so it'll be perfect. Yes, so, yes, so, yes. Surrender is that is Bhagavan's path is the path of surrender. The more we surrender ourselves, the more smoothly everything will go. So yeah. good, so good. So we have to practice that now. We have to practice around that. Yeah. yeah, well, listen, we, you've been with us now an hour and 40 minutes almost. Thank you so very much. It's a huge time slot okay. because I see yeah. your other videos. They're like yeah. one hour, 10, one eight, yeah. one 12, one 30. Every yeah. now and then I see a two hour, but thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Uh, can I just end with one small story about oh, Bhagavan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. this yeah. illustrates Bhagavan's universality. Bhagavan's... Yeah. Um, in, in Christian terms, his Catholicism, that is mm. Catholic means to be, uh, it, it, Catholic is supposed to include all. So Bhagavan is, is, is the perfect Catholic because he embraces all, I mean, for Bhagavan, he doesn't see differences between one religion and another, because he sees the heart of everything. There was once a, um, a, a, a a conference of um, Islamic scholars, and in and the conference was held in Tiruvannamalai. So for several days they had their conference, and they, they were all learned is, Islamic scholars. So they would have been talking about um, whatever they were talking about, the, the the Quran or whatever it was. At the end of the conference, mm -hmm. a, a group of them came to Bhagavan, and one of them asked uh, uh, Bhagavan. Um, Bhagavan, what is the goal of all religions? Bhagavan replied, Salam. Salam, peace. Yeah. Peace. It's true. And wow. then they, they, that person asked, and what is the means to reach that goal? And Bhagavan replied, Islam. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Surrender. Bhagavan summarized his own <laughs> teachings. Yes, in, in two simple words, two but words, they could yeah. relate to. That's a so great Bhagavan, story. For Bhagavan, this difference of religion is it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, but what is the material. heart of everything? I mean, Bhagavan is yeah. the heart of Bhagavan is the god of every religion. He's the truth yeah. of every religion. 
That is very good Salam because Islam. because everything he's saying, I already I know it. Yeah, I heard we, it, yeah, but yeah. I like the way it, it's helping me. The way how he explain it and yes. vision vision. It, it's not um. It's not very. It's not very far from our. No, it's like the the like you said the heart of it, the truth of it. Yes. It's not like it's it's very very helpful mm -hmm. and a good reminder for us instead of like reaching out and trying to figure it with this out where it is already inward right yes. there yeah. and uh like people get hit different where you lose a loved one you lose whatever and then you get lost and you don't know what is the religion what i'm doing here when he make it very simple you know surrounder and, and go in um and what you know um even when he talks about the phantom we have a lot of uh, verses in the Quran describe it yeah, the yeah. way you guys describe it. And, yeah. and that's why it's very easy for me to see it and understand it. Yeah. So, and that's why I want to practice. I want to just yeah. achieve. We, we've been practicing the wrong way all the time, but getting engaged, whatever is outside and believing it and yeah, trying yeah. to grab it. And, yeah. you know, um, so, um, so we we uh, we need just to continue practice. What I have, I give you a question for the next time if you want to answer it. Yes. Um, so you know, I I already lived my life. I I do remember how 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 was my childhood, my young as a young lady, and but today I am different mm. from that person. So uh, and when I had my kids, when I raised them. I had three kids. When I raised three of them, I raised them the person I was. Yes. So, and then I say, oh, oh, well, I wish I did it different. Yes. You know? Uh, so, so the person I am, am I really going to what my parents did to me and raised me and uh, 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 affected me in the way I did to my, my kids? How is that related with our existence does it what is that that experience you know next time not for now i can briefly answer that now that is when we rise as ego we take ourselves to be a person a person has so many limitations who is a perfect parent there's no such thing as a perfect parent because we're all so long as a parent we are human and yeah. humans, we all have so many limitations. None of us do anything perfectly. We, we, in in our relationships, we are not perfect. We try to be. We we try our best. For example, about being a parent, it is said the one thing that but um but none of us get when we become a parent. None of us get a manual how to be a parent. There may be some books nowadays that say how to be a parent, but they are not the real thing. We that is we we learn how to be a parent by being a parent. We muddle through somehow. We do our best. We we the thing is we love our children and we try our what is best for them. How it turns out is in, in God's hands. We have that is that's what I was saying earlier. When we do an action. Mm -hmm. we 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 can we can do this action or that action but the result of those actions is entirely in god's hands so how our children turn out is not in our hands we 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 truly 
as a parent, you naturally love your children. Maybe there are some parents who are so selfish, they, they are not so loving to their children. But as a general rule, we all love our children. It's, it's natural for us to love our children. So what we do for our children is what we consider best for them. I mean, we can all, it's very easy to say, oh, I have this problem because my parents did like this, because my parents did like that. For example, I was sent to boarding schools. I For 10 years, I was in boarding schools, um, which is just, it's the custom among families of a certain class in this country to send their, their sons and daughters to boarding school. And it's believed that that's good. I, I Is it a good thing to be sent to boarding school? It was, how, how can we say that my parents sent me to boarding school with good intention? I wasn't particularly happy at boarding school, but I also see an advantage of, uh, in it. Because I was um, sent away to boarding school at the age of eight, it was very easy for me after I left school to leave and go to India. I wasn't, because um, I was, it, it, it gave me a certain resilience. So some people who've been to boarding school, they say, oh, my parents sent me to boarding school. It was a very traumatic experience. My parents are all, oh, whatever our parents do for us, it's all for our, they, they do it with good intention. Who is to say which type of uh, upbringing is, is good for the children? It's all according to our destiny. <laughs> so so we, we do our best because we love our children. We love our husband and our wife and we love our parents we do our best for them that what more can we do it won't be of course it's not perfect because we as a person are not perfect okay wow. um, I understand. Wow. thank you very much this world the whole world is imperfect because the world is a product of this imperfect ego if we want to find perfection we cannot yeah. find it outside. We can find it only within. Inward path. Yeah. Inward path. Inward. Yeah. yeah, surrender. I am, I am. Yeah. I love it. One story, and then we'll finish with this. When Moses was talking to the burning bush, not that I'm biblical or know the history yeah. of it, but you said it, I think. Um, what to what should I tell my people when I go back and, and who God should said, I say has sent me? Yeah. Who said you said, yeah. I am that. No, I am. I am that. Yeah. I I think what I think what it means is I am is what I am. Because in the in the next sentence he says, say that I am has sent you. So yeah. God is clearly saying that I am is his name. So I think what the, it it's 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 put in a very um the the in in Hebrew there are three yeah. words. One word means am, but I is understood there. So what one word means I am, and that word is repeated twice. And in between, what comes in between is actually a relative pronoun or mm. a relativizer. So usually a, a relative pronoun can come only after a noun mm. for a relative clause. But, it, for example, in English, we have what is called... A, um, I think they called it a fused or a, a fused a, a relative pronoun. If you say what, um, uh, what I want is this. There, what, it, that, that relative pronoun actually stands for that which. 
So the, mm. the antecedent is included in the pronoun. So mm. when, when he says, I, what I am, it means, uh, when he says, I am what I am, that means I am is what I am. That is, is, is to be understood there. That's very good. Very good. Yeah. All super, super stuff. Yeah. Can't wait to do this yeah. again. I just, we're there, so blessed. There was one other thing I wanted to say. Yeah. There was something at a certain point where you were saying, um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was something about um, whether we can do this ourselves or something um, and that we were powerless. Yeah. Well, I think the initial was the two, you know, self-inquiry, the path of, you know, inquiry, yeah. and then surrender. And how do the two work together? You address that. Yeah. But, so, but what, what I wanted to say, that is, as an ego, we are powerless. Because oh, the yes. very nature yeah. of ego is to always grasp things other than itself. So yeah. we have to, if we are to follow this path and to succeed in this path, we have to rely upon the higher power. But that higher power is not something other than ourselves. It's our own real nature. Bhagavan yeah. used to say, grace is what is always shining in our heart as I am. Yeah. That means oh. we ourselves are grace. But, so but God and his grace is not something other than ourselves. You were saying earlier about you didn't this this bhakti thing of having God as other. So long as we rise as ego, we we limit ourselves. So we yeah. seem to be separate from God, because God yes. is something very great, and we have something very small. So yeah. that seeming separation is caused by our rising as ego. But the truth is. God is what we actually are. God is our own being. There, there is, so long as we, from the perspective of ego, God seems to be another because God is so much greater than, than we are as this ego. But God is actually our own reality. So God and his grace, is God, God's grace doesn't work from outside. It's not something that descends from <laughs> heaven and, it is it, it's always working in our own heart so mm -hmm. but in order to go deep in this path we need to learn to rely on the power of grace and what is the power of grace that is grace is the love that bhagavan has for us because bhagavan doesn't see us as other than himself he loves us as himself so his love for us is infinite. So he has infinite love for us. And that infinite, the infinite love that he has for us is what we experience as his grace. But he is our own reality. So that grace is our own reality. So the more we turn within, the more we are yielding ourselves to that grace. So mm. if it's up to ego, ego can never can never follow this path or succeed in this path. But the path is to, to relinquish the ego and surrender to that higher power. And that mm. high, and Bhagavan often used to say, grace is working from outside, pushing us within, and inside pulling us, uh, from inside it's pulling us within. Because firstly, grace appears in our life in the form of Bhagavan, the outward form of Bhagavan and his teaching. Mm -hmm. 
So in that sense, he's pushing us within. Not only in the form of his teachings is he pushing us within, through every experience of our life he's pushing us within. You had a terrible bereavement uh, just over a year ago. See the transformation that's made in your life. Yeah, 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 I know. Exactly. So, so this is all yeah. him working from outside, and he's yeah. all. But but his real that outside is 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 only part of the story. The real work, the most important work of grace, is going on deep within our heart. Yeah. I love it. I love it, yes. Michael. Yes. Michael is so good. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And and you've talked about grace, and you talked about love, and uh, powerless. And uh, again, these are this is. It's a long journey. It's a journey that's just going to take time for yeah. us to to get yeah. there. You know, we're. But I want it now, but it's practice, not going to happen. We have just, to practice. Yeah, it's going to take time. All, uh, as much as you remember, as yeah. much I touch myself, I just yeah, want to surround yeah. that ego. That ego. Him. He's a he's a he's a bastard. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yes. he's, he's a he's but, sneaky. But, yeah, um... he's sneaky. <laughs> he's there, man. He's never stops. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I got to take my daughter downtown. So right, right. I just love you so much, Michael. You, I mean, it's well, a blessing you came in my life. And you love our Bhagavan. lives. Our lives. Yeah, thank so. you very it, much. It is very Bhagavan happy. we all love. That is yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what draws us all together because we're all his children. Yeah, yeah. No Absolutely. truth, truth, and keep producing your wonderful work. You're doing invaluable service. That's all. I mean, that's also Bhagavan's doing. I know. I know. You always say that. You just, <laughs> but so I mean, who am humble. I to do all this? Who I know. I, I hear you. I, I am. I am just the most ordinary, ordinary person. Somehow Bhagavan has, has given me this love for him. That right. is his, his supreme grace because I'm in no way fit for, for, um, <laughs> for this. I love it. Yeah, love you're it. helping a lot of people. That yeah, that yeah. is for Bhagavan sure. Bhagavan is We're, helping. He may be well, using but, this it, body and mind it, as an instrument. I don't know, but it's yeah. all—it's his doing. Yeah, well, we're spreading the love of Bhagavan <laughs> with our our peers and our groups, and yeah. we're—you know—it's new for a lot of us here in the West, and so yeah. it's. But it's an exciting path for me. It's changed it my life. Oh yes, yes. It's ex- yes. it's changed my life. I, I have yeah. hope. You know, I have hope, and I have. Uh, a sense of peace every now and then I get yeah. a little sense For of me, peace. I wanted to practice, but I didn't. I mean, I read the Quran and then I was wondering what, how, what, what do I do? How I do it? You right. know, mm. I even, I tell them, give me the ingredients, you right, know, right. he the does path, help right. me with the, mm. with the ingredients, you know, um, mm. and, um, okay. and, and it's very, um, it's, it's very, it's very, um, um, you may, I mean, you can, when you hear it, you, you can take it very, per, and I mean, not personal, but for you as a person, you say, oh, this mm. is what I'm going to do. This is, you know, it's yes. clear, yes. you know, you know, this is what I'm going to do versus just reading and just closing the holy book. And then what? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So your, your explanations like, oh yeah, I can read that. And I know I'm going to do this. I'm going to do yes. this practice. Yeah. And so it puts you on the path. Um, I never believed I'm gonna be right here thinking like here, um, so I can uh, I can actually run my day. I'm okay to run yeah. my day. Yeah. All right, we love you. Okay, well, I love you too. <laughs> thank you so, very much. Thank you so much, and right. I'll be. We're gonna stay in touch. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 Uh, 
All right, thank you very much. Okay, and by the way, you, later we can talk about it, but if yeah. you can pass that video and record it later on, I would love to see it. Thank yeah. you very much. So you're happy for me to put this all up on the... Oh, yeah, you can oh, put yeah. it up on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no right. problem. Yeah. As long as I'm sure there is people, they have, they, they're feeling the same way, the same situation, we, we all, have the same yeah, question. There will always be people who, who relate yeah. to our particular stories. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. And if we can help anybody, yeah. us, what we just did here, we can... Yeah touch another soul yeah. or spirit yeah not the soul the soul's the ego the spirit <laughs> <laughs> if we touch another spirit bring them into the fold and, yeah. and yeah. help their path then yeah. we're all helping each other yeah exactly exactly okay okay well, so thank thank you so much okay thank, thank you thank you, you so much yeah love you michael bye 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 bye, bye, -bye. <laughs> bye.